Welcome to the Bill Kelly Podcast, critical discussions in critical times. Here's your host, Bill Kelly. And welcome to another edition of the Bill Kelly Podcast, critical discussions in critical times. I'm your host, Bill Kelly. Good to have you with us today. Uh, we're kind of into a genre of uh, year-end reviews and looking forward to 2024, I guess, as most people are this time of year. And uh, to that end, we're so pleased to welcome our next guest to the podcast. He is Richard Brennan, who is a retired journalist who has covered Queen's Park and Parliament Hill for seems like a thousand years. Uh, and uh, always great to get his insights into exactly what's been going on and what could be happening and maybe even why, which is always a question we fail to answer an awful lot of the time. Uh, Badger, great to have you with us. Thanks for hopping on today. Great. Good to see you, Bill. And Merry Christmas, by the way. And to you and a Happy New Year. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a couple of seconds, about 2024. Uh, I want to focus on, on provincial politics. It's been a rather tumultuous year, uh, not just for the government, but for provincial politics in general here. Uh, we kind of have the team set right now, the NDP, of course, with Marit Stiles as, the, as their leader after Andrea Horvath got down. And finally, the Ontario Liberals uh, have announced that, that Bonnie Crombie will be their new leader after, after a rather uh, a long, long uh, leadership race, uh, if they want to even call it a race. Talk to me about that impact right now, who Bonnie Crombie is. Uh, we heard stories before she was actually declared the winner in that race that she was somebody that the Ontario PCs actually feared. Do they? And, and is she going to have an impact? Well, if you listen to the ads the uh, Conservatives got uh, out now, you know, painting her as some kind of uh, uh a cross between Godzilla and you know and a and a princess, you know, saying that she's you know she is out of touch. She she doesn't care about the public. She's rich, and and going on and on. And I thought, boy, this is you know for for the leader of the a third party that well doesn't even have an official party. They're they're getting you know they're paying a lot of attention to her. And I'm talking about the uh, the Ford government tells me that they are concerned about her like why would why would you even bother with a party that doesn't even have party status if you weren't concerned about her the the ads i i really get a kick out of it because it tells me that they they are afraid of her there's no question about it the elitist thing is something i find interesting too uh you know she has a place in the hamptons well you know uh, doug ford's got a place in muskoka he's got a place in florida uh you know he's had his company handed to him by his daddy i mean if if it's it's projection isn't it really to simply say you know we're going to paint bonnie crombie this way but uh, never mind the fact that our guy is the same no, way he it's, comes from it's that laughable same, it's just yeah. completely laughable really it's for it's you know <laughs> For him to suggest that you know she's you know she is a part of the you know the one percenters and and really you know is out of touch. I mean, here's it like you say, this guy's got everything going for him, and he's trying to paint himself as just as you know this poor boy that came out of Etobicoke. Like, give me a break, and nobody buys it. It's, I, I think they're wasting their money on these ads against her. I, I don't suspect that she'll knock off uh, the Ford government in the next election. She might knock off the NDP for official opposition, mm -hmm. but certainly I don't think she's going to knock off Ford. She'll eat into his some of his support, but not to the point where they're going to, you know, have get power. No way. 
I mean, from a strategic standpoint, though, as you say, they, they and this is a, a political trick that seemed to be quite in vogue over the last number of elections all over the place, uh, both Canada and the United States, is you define your opponent before they can define themselves. Uh, we already pretty much know who Bonnie Crombie is. She's not a newbie. Um, you know, she's been in the news. She was uh, an MP. She was, uh, uh, of course, the mayor of, of one of the greatest cities, one of the biggest cities in, in on Canada, let alone in Ontario. Uh, and she was making headlines for a variety of reasons there. She's not an unknown quantity. So are they, are they, are they just blowing hot air here and wasting time on, on trying to define somebody who we, we've already in our minds defined? Well, it's, it's, it's worked before in Stanford and Canada has worked before in the States uh, where, you know, they've got fairly new people to politics and they've defined mm -hmm. it before they even got a chance. But here's a woman who already wrote, already has a profile. So I, I really don't understand why they're wasting their money. I, I, I'm, I'm sure that... Because they've got a lot of it, that's why. Oh, they've got a lot of it. There's no question about that. And I think the Liberals will do, uh, you know, better financially, also under under her tutelage. Uh, the thing she has to do is get into, uh, you know, get a seat as soon as possible. Uh, you know, this standing outside, and we've seen it in other parties, standing outside uh, without a seat and... And expecting expecting anybody to pay attention to you, that, that's a tough row. So I, I think she better put her mind to uh, getting a seat, you know. And I'm sure that she will convince somebody, or somebody will be convinced in the, in that area. Maybe not Mississauga, but certainly in that area to give up their seat so she can uh, so she can get into the legislature. Uh, which, and again, I, I don't expect the government to play ball with them on that. Um, you know, if, if, if MPP so-and-so decides to step aside and let her run in any particular riding, and of course they have to determine, is that going to be a safe riding? Uh, you know, they don't want to go through the John Tory experience where he, no. he tried to run in Orangeville and got his butt handed to him and essentially booted him out of politics. No, it was Orangeville he had. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay, and he had this it? safe, conservative, longtime conservative riding. And then decided to run out east, like the Peterborough. It, it, it was near Lindsay, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And 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 you said he got his butt handed to him, like oh. But you know that's it's funny. I, I talked to to John the day after that election, and and by the way, I always give him credit for coming on the air. You know, for in at a Hamilton radio station. You know, to, but he was quite candid about it, and he says, you know, that's it. And I said, so what are you going to do now? He says, I might just get into that talk radio thing that you're doing, and he did. What for two or three years? And he's back in there again. Yeah, well, of course, you know, there's a little mayor in Toronto business going on in the too, but it's interesting because you know. By-elections can kill you or they can propel you. It, it really depends on, on how you pick them. And you've got to be very strategic, don't you? Well, it's, it's, you talk about by-elections, the, the recent by-elections that uh, provincially, the government hasn't won any of them. No. So that, that's got to tell you something. I mean, by-elections are, you know, they're a harbinger maybe sometimes, but not always. But in this case, they haven't won any. And that kind of tells you maybe the you know the the you know the blooms off the rose here for the uh, for the conservatives again I I think they still got enough support that they'll form a next government but you know people are, people are tired of are getting already tired of Ford government because he's he has you know you know how you you do governments like to define other people he's defined his own government this is the funny mm -hmm. thing about it. You know, with with the green belt and all the other, you know, the M M M Z O's, that's uh, ministerial zoning orders. 
he has defined them, the government itself, as being out of touch, being being only the friend of developers, and not really caring about anybody else. I don't believe that's entirely true, but that's the message that people are getting, and it, they have nobody to blame but themselves for it. Well, there's a poll done that was released just a couple of days ago, of course, that said that very same thing. Uh, and this is, I think it was a Nick Nanos poll that, uh, that they did that essentially said that the majority of Ontarians think that Ford is not in it for them. He's in it for his buddies. Uh, and there's a body of evidence to substantiate that these days, as you mentioned, uh, with the Greenbelt fiasco and a number of other things that have gone on as well. Uh, but let's, let's be pragmatic about this. I mean, you know, four months before the last provincial election, I think you know, everybody had the Ford government dead and buried and said, that's it. I mean, they had ridiculously low popularity in numbers uh but they won they won a bigger majority than they had before now part of that i think is a reflection on, on Stephen del duca and andrea horvath i think people said yeah we're fed up with this guy but look at the alternatives <laughs> so they either held their nose and voted for ford again or just didn't vote at all um and i don't know that that's going to happen here there are fresh faces now both opposition leaders uh and i don't want to get ahead of ourselves here because there's no election next year we already know that this is not going to happen for a long long time and that's kind of a good news, bad news scenario, isn't it? I mean, that means all three parties still have a chance to kind of, uh, you know, reignite uh, the, any passion that people might have for them. Uh, we'll get to see Bonnie Crombie hopefully in the legislature at some point. But Ford's got the power of encompassing, which I mean, he, I mean, he's got money. I mean, he he brought on Leuna, he brought on the auto workers, he brought on trade unions that no way would ever vote for conservative historically, but now they're some of the most ardent supporters because he's giving those people, at least the members of those unions anyway, jobs, building highways that people don't really want, or, you know, building on the green belt, which people don't really want. Uh, so you and I might get pissed off about that, but the people in those unions are saying, hey, you're my guy. Yeah, well... It's you, you talk about there's no election, and that's you know, that's correct. But I can see the conservatives and their methods already paving the way to the next election with this business, you know, apologizing for the green belt. God, I for a while I thought he had Brenda Lee and her his caucus singing, <laughs> I'm sorry, you know. Uh, you're dating yourself, Badger. Yeah, I know. One of and, my favorite songs, too, but you're dating yourself. Uh, but the point is it. You know, he said, I'm sorry, his, his uh, you know, his municipal affairs minister saying, I'm sorry, everybody's sorry. And that really, just for, as an aside, they're basically taking a page out of Ralph Klein's book, because Ralph used to do that all the time. He used to get himself in hot water and say, you know, geez, folks, I'm sorry. That was a stupid thing to do. I did, you know, people loved him. Yeah. Hey, Ralph, clap for him. Yeah. Good boy. Good old boy. And, and there's a bit of that going on here where he, he knows that he tried it. It didn't work. And he's saying, I'm sorry. And there, there are, and the polls are showing that too, that his numbers are, you know, are holding steady or even going up a bit that people say, oh, well, you know, he made a mistake. He said he was sorry. There's that people that, you know, that believe that. So he's already thinking about that next election. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, Bonnie Crombie's got some runway here. And to to get out there, you know, to, to pound the pavement, to go to every little gathering in, in the basement of a church or whatever who wants to meet her. And that's her job right now. Her job is to just say, who I am and, you know, the, what I stand for and, and the fact that I don't, you know, I'm much better than the other guy. And that's what she's got to do. And she's got time to do that.
you saw that and I saw that in the 1990s. And and the guy we're talking about here is Mike Harris, uh, who took over the Conservative Party after, you know, what, 42 years they were in power. And of course, then uh, the Liberals and the NDP kind of formed a coalition. We, we know that history. But Harris took over that party and they were in third place at that time. Yeah. Uh, and he, because I saw this happening, uh, you know, in the Hamilton area where I was in, still on radio at the time. Uh, he was at every meeting at every church basement. If two or three people got together at a Tim Hortons, Mike would pop up and sit down and talk with them. Uh, he came on radio shows just to shoot the breeze about this, that, and the other thing. And he became a populist. Now, as it turned out, I didn't like his policies. I didn't like his his the, the blue book and what he was doing, the common sense revolution. But he started and knew how to win. Uh, and And he had a lot of time to do it. And he eventually, of course, won a huge majority government. We all know the, the history there. Can Crombie do that? I mean, you know, can she can she do that same sort of thing? It's got to be grassroots. You can't just say, uh, you know, because I think they failed. Del Duca certainly failed as liberal leader to try to get people's attention and to try to get them to know him, uh, which is why it was so easy for the conservatives to, to try to paint him as they did. Crombie, is, is she a smart enough politician to be able to say, I'm in here for the long haul? Well, I mean, the liberals are banking that she is, that she's got the gravitas that it takes to, you know, to be, the, you know, the next the next premier. You know, when that's going to happen, uh, you know, I, I don't, like I say, I don't think it's that's going to happen right away. But she, if she gets out there, I always said Mike Harris would have went to the opening of a, a you know, an outhouse if he'd been offered it. Mm -hmm. uh, but she's got it. She has to get out there and tell people who she is explain her policies not to any great degree but to the top of the waves as, as, as mike harris did years ago and and she has to and she has to prove to people that she's got what it takes to be the the leader of the next government and that's not easy that's a lot of grunt work and that's where i'm wondering if she's got what it takes to do that uh, I know she did a lot for the, for the uh, you know, when she ran for the leadership. But this is now running, you know, running to ho hopefully win the next, the next government. The thing is, that takes grunt work. That takes a lot. You're staying in every, you know, little town in Ontario. You're meeting with whomever that wants to meet with you. And I, I don't know if she's got it. I, I really don't. It's It's... The path to victory, whether or not she's going to take it or not, I guess, as they say, I will get a pretty good indication. That's that's one of the things we're going to be watching for in 2024. Another issue, by the way, if you had to look at social media, you know, on, on, on X or Facebook or any of the Instagram, any of these other things right now, uh, yet once again, think that the Ford government is dead and buried because of the criticism uh, that they're seeing on social media about a number of different policies, including the Greenbelt situation uh, and a couple of other things that are going on. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, the, the, invariably when you go to social media, it's only the people that are pissed off that post there. If you're happy with what's going on, you usually don't even contribute to that. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. But what about the issues themselves? The one that really seems to be uh, gaining a lot of traction, at least on social media, uh, is Ontario Place. You know, the government made their announcement about what they wanted to do. Ontario cases, cases places rather, has been an albatross for previous governments, too. I remember uh, when it opened, I used to go there frequently to make the trip down the QEW and it was a nice place to go for an evening and have a couple of beers in here and maybe see a show at the, at the forum at Ontario place. Those days are long gone. So Ford and the government said, this is what we're going to do. And uh, environmentalists and everybody else are just ranting and raving about this right now. 
I guess the question around this for the rest of us, though, Badger, is this just a Toronto-centric issue, or is it something that people in Ontario are actually going to be paying attention to? It's Toronto-centric. People outside of Mont uh, uh, Toronto uh, could care less about this debate. I mean, the, you know, I've heard about some inside polls, and they, they really don't. They really don't care. And actually, they think it's a great idea. They think it's a great idea. It's one more thing for them to do when they come to Toronto. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, whatever, whatever, you know, a baseball game, a hockey game, uh, some place where they can go for entertainment. And that's, and that's what, you know, if you listen to the Ford government, that's what this, you know, uh, Therme is going to be. It's, it's going to be a, going to be a place where people can go and enjoy the day and, and you know, swim or do what, whatever they want. And while, while people, but you got to remember, it's the same old crowd in Toronto, the same old, you know, left wing bunch that, you know, will, will cry the blues about anything that just doesn't fit into their mode of what they think the world should be. I, I, I don't, it's going ahead. Bill, you and I know it's going ahead. Sure it is. Re regardless of what. Well, they've already doing. started taking the trees out. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're so building it. it. It's going to happen. You know, and that they, you know, and they've made some changes, from what I understand, made some pretty significant changes to accommodate the concerns they had. It would never be enough for the for the people that are opposed to it. I understand that, but outside the borders of Toronto, do you think people in Hamilton are all upset about it, or the people in Windsor, or you know, or Ottawa, or wherever every town or village that you want to name? are concerned about what's going in at Ontario Place. Like you said, Ontario Place was moribund, done like dinner. The only thing down there was, you know, you could you put your boat up for the year or summer. But it's gone. You know, it, it, it's not what it was. It was dead and buried. And they, they somehow think they're, you know, they were going to uh, resurrect what was Ontario Place. Well, it ain't happening, and the government's there. They've decided that Thermi is going to be the solution, whether it is or not. But that's going to happen. So they can they can stamp their feet as much as they want because this is a done deal. And and Ilka, I I know that just like the four hundred seven, your private sector is going to go in there. They're going to make a ton of money from this. Uh, and and I don't like the idea either. But as you say, uh, you know the the shovels are already in the ground. But I want to ask you one other. This is an inter an intriguing element to this that not too many people have paid attention to. Uh, when Olivia Chow became mayor of Toronto, of course, she was one of the most vocal opponents of the Ford plan for Ontario Place. Uh, then comes the deal. Now, I don't think that Doug Ford is the political strategist that some people like to, to paint him out to be, but somebody in his office, somebody somewhere said, Dougie, look at Gardner Expressway, you take the cost of that, take the cost of the guy. And, and they basically bought Toronto Council off. They bought Olivia Chow off. Say, we'll cover those costs because you guys are a deep, deep doo-doo with your budget. Back off Ontario Place. And, and that was the deal. So, you know, I think, yeah. which I think just shows what you were saying, that the outrage by Toronto Council was like a mile wide and about a half inch thick. And as soon as they found out, you're going to take that cost off our hands, have a good day. And, and by the way, good luck with the Ontario Place thing. I think that was a stroke of genius. It was frankly. it was politically brilliant to do. It was because, I mean, for to take on those two highways, Don Valley and, and, and the Gardner, for the province was nothing. Yeah. It, it really isn't. 
But for Toronto, it was huge. It was 50% of their capital cost. The gardener mm-hmm. in, the, in the Don Valley, but mostly the gardener. And so they have, being able to shed that was, was a huge deal from Toronto. And if I'd been the mayor in, of Toronto, just like uh, Olivia Chow did, I would have grabbed that deal with both hands because it, it, it was huge financially for the city. Whether you agree or disagree with it, whether you want to see the Gardner torn down, whether you want to see Ontario Place, uh, from a political strategic standpoint, it, w- it was a master stroke, really, uh, from a couple of different reasons. First of all, you know, the, the Ford government gets their Ontario Place thing. That's going to go ahead because the, the province, the city is going to step by. And the other element, too, let's face it, uh, Olivia Chow, even when she was on Toronto City Council and, and, and then as mayor, they were making noises like they wanted to tear the Gardner down altogether. And, and just say, okay, that's going to be parkland. Uh, that for those who are commuters and, and you know, tied to the to their cars and the only way to get into Toronto is through the Gardner Expressway, they've saved that road. And now basically Toronto Council uh, has no say in what's going to happen to the to the Gardner or to the Don Valley Parkway because it's provincial jurisdiction. So it, it really kills two birds with one stone, doesn't it? No, and Bill, look for a deal in Hamilton. A similar you think deal. so? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. I, I, you know, I've been wrong before, obviously, but I, I would not be surprised at all if a similar deal is cooked up to take over the, uh, you know, Red Hill Creek, and uh, and, and the link, the link. But I, let me ask you though, on that point, because the obvious question is, for Hamilton, what's the quid pro quo? In other words, Doug Ford got Ontario Place. What can Andrea Horvath put on the table to say, okay, here's what we're dealing with here? You, you got to lay your cards out. Expand the boundaries, not 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 what he, that, that the Ford government had had, but there is. I'm told there's there's a plan put forth by the uh, planning departments a few years back, where they did expand, but not not anywhere near what the Ontario yeah. government had proposed, but did expand the the boundaries for housing. I think that's that's a deal. Interesting. Uh, keeping in mind, of course, that the province paid an awful lot of the money towards the construction of both those projects, um, you know, and, and they've been able to block that. Remember the, the the debate in Hamilton a couple of years ago, can we ha- sell advertising there? And the province said no, <laughs> no, because we paid, them for, uh, the, I think it was 60% of the cost of both roads uh, was paid for by the provincial governments of the day. And they said, unless you want to share the revenue with us. So that was a dead issue. Uh, but if that's what they're looking for, uh, and again, here we have with an NDP mayor, as Olivia Chow is in Toronto, uh, and their principles are on the line here too. But at the same time, the city's financial well-being, uh, I would think, is going to probably take precedence over that, isn't it? Well, of course, it's. I mean, you. Everybody has principles, but uh, when it comes to money, you sometimes those principles get watered down. And you know, this city is like every other city in the country. You know, it needs money. And taking, getting, shedding those high, those parkways, those two parkways, would be a huge boon to the city, and 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 basically nothing for the province to take it over. Because let's face it, they're highways, they're called parkways, but they're sure. bloody high. They're no different than you know the the Gardner or the four hundred one or the QEW. Those are highways. And they should be provincial anyway, but. Look for a deal. I'm, t- I'm telling you, Bill, I really feel that it's going to happen. Anytime I drive on those roads, which is frequently, of course, I mean, 60% of the traffic are, are 18 wheelers, 
Uh, and a lot of them are just passing through. I get that. Of course. Uh, and but we knew that was going to happen from day one. And I know that really pisses some people off, but you know, that's, that's goods movement and that's a good thing. It, it's going to be fascinating to see just how that goes. And, uh, you know, what, city council is going to do because i mean they've been adamant and so principled about you know this road and that road and who's going to take this over uh but the government here if we found anything out over the last uh well number of years that ford's been in power is they're willing to wheel and deal yeah uh, but you better put something on the table that they're interested in oh, um, and and the unions did that yeah. you know you know we know traditionally for instance Leuna has always always been supportive of the ontario liberal party uh, you know, fundraisers and this and that, and they've been, they've had their backs until, uh, it was it Kathleen Wynne, I guess at the time came out with what they considered to be anti-labor legislation and they dropped the liberals like a bad habit. And now Leuna is one of the strongest supporters of the Ford government. Who, I mean, whoever saw that coming, same thing with Unifor. So they'll, they'll deal anytime, but you better have, as you say, something to come to the table with. Well, it's, uh, that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. It's going to be an interesting 2024, and uh, we look forward to further discussions about that as we uh, go forward on this. Uh, Badger, it's always a pleasure. We've had a great time over the last year talking about uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of Ontario politics. Uh, again, all the best to you and your family for a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and uh, looking forward to talking again soon. We'll do it, Bill, and same to you. Take good care. You. Richard good Brennan. That's it for this edition of the Bill Kelly Podcast. As always, uh, you can catch us on our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time, take care. We'll talk again soon. This podcast was brought to you by Rebecca Wizens and her team at Wizens Law. Rebecca Wizens is a 20-time winner of the Hamilton Reader's Choice Awards for their exceptional client care and legal practice specializing in personal injury, car accidents, accidental falls, and Wilson Estates. Now, if you or a loved one have been seriously injured, or if you want to make sure that your family is taken care of for the future with a will and powers of attorney, call Rebecca Wizens, 905-522-1102 for a free consultation. When life happens, you can rely on Rebecca Wizens and Wizens Law. And trust me, Rebecca is my wife, and I don't know what I'd do without her. That's Wizens Law, 905-522-1102 for a free consultation. Subscribe to my Substack for timely news updates and commentary straight to your inbox. Let's keep the conversation going. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Let me know what you think we should be talking about next by contacting me through my website at www.billkelly.co. Thanks for tuning in. This is Bill Kelly. Till next time, you take care. Oh,